In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. I'm Dina Marie, your host, and today we're recording on the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's also July 11th, and that is a special feast day in the church, particularly for us here in Western Oregon and Southwest Washington, who are impacted by the amazing presence of the Benedictine monks that serve at Mount Angel Abbey and Seminary. I just want to say happy feast day to all the Benedictines that are there for the community that they touch far and wide, not only here in the Archdiocese of Portland and in Seattle, our seminarians that go and and have that formation there, but for so many around the globe that our Benedictines are, are such, number one, they pray, but the support that they give in living the monastic life on my calendar that is a feature St. Benedict for the month. It reminds us that St. Benedict is the patron of Europe, the patron saint of Europe, of kidney disease, of monks, and of school children. And of course, his motto, pray and work. And so I just want to give a real special thank you to the devotion and the dedication of our own Benedictines. Behind me on my library is the monk alphabet written by Father Jeremy, Abbot Jeremy, who serves there at the monastery. And we've been so blessed for those of us who live in this area. Maybe you've been catching on a weekly basis, the videos that Abbot Jeremy has been making available since almost the beginning of the pandemic in March of 2020. And he just concluded his final video for this series, just this last week as they anticipate their St. Benedict Festival and and to just maybe transition some different ways that he will communicate through social media. But for me personally, the monks have been really this, this, this solid, solid anchor of prayer and just knowing that they are praying for us every day, several times a day at the monastery just gives me that extra hope and that, that to know how much God loves us, that he gives us a beautiful gift of the work of our, of our monasteries and the monks. And so let's pray for those men who are discerning a call to the monastic life. It's a very special call. It's a beautiful call. I know several times a year, the monks at Mount Angel will host discernment retreats, times for men to come and to really live the life of a monk for a weekend and to be with them at the daily prayers, to be able to, to just really experience that life of the monastery. And for those that are called, it is such a life of joy. So God bless you all, our Benedictines and our community at Mount Angel Abbey and Seminary. Well, let's get into sacred scripture and a little bit of reflection today on faith moments. And I want to begin with this prayer, prayer before reading the Bible. And I just have been reminding myself how important it is to pray and really invite the Holy Spirit to be with us and to guide us as we reflect and read upon sacred scripture, whether it's before mass, at home, in a family setting, that we just really take some time to pray. And here's just a really short prayer 
I think it's very powerful as we open up the word and reflect and, and really hear how is God working in and through us through his word. Lord, may your sacred scripture be my delight. Let me praise you for all the truths I discover in these sacred books. Help me to listen to the voice of the spirit. Refresh me as I meditate on the wonders of your law. Refresh me as I meditate on the wonders of your law. Amen. You know, it is a refreshing time to read sacred scripture and to be able to reflect on how God is working in our lives today. Well, we get to hear a little bit about the prophet Amos. We get to hear the sending out of the apostles from Jesus. And of course, St. Paul, we get to hear quite a bit in the second readings, uh, his letter to the Ephesians and really reflecting on that we are chosen. We are chosen by Jesus Christ and the beautiful gift that Christ gives us as a chosen child of God. And so there's something about our call. There's something about God's mission as a theme in these readings this Sunday. And there's a real reflection about having courage to receive that call. And in order to live out our vocation, in order to live out that call, as is the prophets, as are the apostles, as we are, it's not our work but it's in God's work. It's in the mission of God or Missio Dei, the, the mission of God that we're really invited to participate in. And I, and I love to see what's happening in the scriptures and to reflect upon, okay, how, how am I responding to the call? How is my life a little bit like Amos's and how can I continue to be a strong proclaimer of Jesus Christ? Here's the reading. Let me go back here to the book of Amos and it's chapter seven. And again, as Amos is one of many prophets who are doing what they do because God has called them to do it. It's not what they chosen to do. It wasn't their life, but they were the ones to say, yes, Lord, I will go into this land to where people are not going to receive me, but I'm going to stand strong in your truth. And this is what is happening in the case of Amos in today's reading. This is Amos chapter 7, verses 12 through 15. Amaziah, priest of Bethel, said to Amos, Off with you, visionary, flee to the land of Judah. There earn your bread by prophesying, but never again prophesy in Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and a royal temple. Amos answered Amaziah, I was no prophet, nor have I belonged to a company of prophets. I was a shepherder. I was a shepherd and a dresser of sycamores. The Lord took me from following the flock and said to me, go prophesy to my people, Israel. And so here's Amos, this prophet. He's just doing his job of taking care of the sheep, of taking care of trees, uh, and the Lord calls him from that hard work and tells him to go prophesy to my people, Israel. So he's going to the people who are not obeying God's law, who are really living lives of luxury and really satisfying themselves and surrounding themselves with idols. And so Amos is called to go and, and to really bear this message of God. 
And yet the people are rejecting him and particularly the leadership don't want him around. They are listening uh, to to the, the, the teachings of God, the Ten Commandments, and they don't want to have anything to do with it. And have we found times in our lives where maybe we speak up for what is right? We speak up for a truth and the people around us don't want to hear it. It could be coworkers, it could be in our community, it could be in our culture, that when we speak up the truth, the truth about life, the truth about marriage, the truth about the dignity of the human person, that there is a pushback from the culture, from society. And so the great thing about Amos is he continues to do what God asks him to do. And that's a little bit of the message that I take back from Amos is that, okay, I too am invited to speak the truth, to have courage, to speak up against the culture of the day. And I must be strong and not bend to the culture, to the modern world, to whatever might be popular. If it's not following God's law, I'm really called to stay strong and to follow God's plan. And so we do get this opportunity as we reflect on the prophet Amos, how do I respond to my call? And do I have the courage? And do I have trust as I respond to God's call? And that's a great reflection is, am I willing to stand up against those who are going against God and against God's will? Well, let's get a little encouragement from St. Paul, because St. Paul, he's always encouraging us to follow Jesus Christ, no matter the cost. And here is just the beautiful words of St. Paul to the Ephesians, chapter one, excuse me, chapter one, yeah, verses three through 14. And he writes, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. As he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him in love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ in accord with the favor of his will for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted us in the beloved. And it goes on to say in him, we were also chosen destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory, we who first hoped in Christ. In him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit which is the first installment of our inheritance toward redemption as Christ's possession to praise to the praise of his glory. Just discovering that purpose, our purpose to praise God, to praise the glory of his grace. And he granted us that gift as he chose us from the foundation of the world. You know, that's the great hope is that God chose us at the very beginning, that if we ever have a temptation that, that we're not worthy, that uh, we don't have a purpose and meaning in life, that's such a lie, that God has loved us 
from the very beginning and the foundation of the world to be the holy, to be holy and without blemish that he made us for this beauty and for this truth and this love. And we need to see that as we are following God's call, as we're living our lives, as we are, are really living out our vocation in married life, in single life, as a priest, as a religious, as a monk, that we live that life of Jesus Christ. Now, here in the Gospel of Mark, we're doing a little bit of a transition because we've been hearing a lot about Jesus and his healings. And then the last week, we heard about Jesus not being accepted by his own people, his own peers that he grew up around. They don't, they don't accept his authority. They reject his authority. They reject his power. But guess what? He's going to take that power and he's going to give it to these apostles. And now he's going to send those apostles off to do more of his good works. This is Mark chapter six. And it says, Jesus summoned the 12 and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for their journey, but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. Wherever, whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The 12 drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The gospel of the Lord. So it says here that they were to take nothing on their journey, but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. Now that's hard for us to do in today's world. Uh, I'm always packing snacks and I'm always packing extra things with me, but you take a walking stick, but not all of these other things. And, and think about the traveler, think about the apostle that Jesus in that invitation to not take all these extra things that could be safety, that could be these things that'll protect us, that God is the safety, you know, that God is going to take care of us. God's going to provide for what we need. And so don't, don't burden yourself with all of these things with possessions, but take God with you, you know, and take that walking stick, but, but give up your dependence upon other things. And I think that's an interesting thought for us, for myself, at least to think about what are the things that I might be clinging to that I might depend upon more than I depend on God. And am I willing to let go of those things? They could be security things. They could be financial things. They could be, you know, my own will things. They might be my own pride things, my own idea of what's good and right let go of those possessions, let go of, of my mindset and let in God's mindset, you know, let, let God work through 
my encounters with others that I can bring about a healing. It might be a healing just in a forgiveness, in a kindness, in a gentleness, in a patience, in a willingness to listen. You know, healings are in many different ways as the apostles are healing and curing those around them these demons. And, and at the beginning, it says that they had authority over unclean spirits. Well, what was pointed out in one of the homilies I heard this weekend was what about unclean spirits? You know, were they these awful demons and these evil creatures, or maybe they were these, these spirits that would lead us to disobey God that would want to interrupt our relationship with God that might want to distract us from going to church, from participating in the love of God, maybe even doubting that God loves me. Uh, these are these spirits of lies, these spirits that want to prevent us from having this abundant life of God. These are the spirits of the world. These, these spirits that don't want us to love and to know how much God loves us and has a plan for us and is trying to prevent us from having our faith. And so those times where we might be faced with the lie that we're insignificant, that we don't have meaning, that life doesn't have meaning, and that we can just control life, that we can decide what we are or who we are. These are, these are spirits that are distorted, that might distort our thoughts and our feelings. And so we call upon Christ. We call upon his light. We call upon the truth. And the apostles are bringing that truth, that forgiveness, that repentance message of the gospel to know that we can have an encounter personally with God. And that that prayer life, that that conversation with God is, is desired, that God planted that in our hearts to have that heart of desire to know God, to love God and to be with him in this world and the next, you know, we can renounce these evil spirits, these unclean spirits in our life. Don't accept them. Don't accept the lies and ask upon the Holy spirit to bring upon those fruits of truth, of patience, of gentleness, of forgiveness, of chastity, of purity, that those are the spirits that we want to guide our families, to guide our vocations, to guide our church, to guide our culture and our community. You know, how do we travel in our community? Do we travel with our own agenda or do we travel lightly so that we're open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in encountering a stranger and being able to listen and being able to take that inconvenient phone call or conversation at work and just be present and bring the presence of God wherever you are to bring about that hopefulness and healing that you can be an instrument of by simply being that prophet, that Amos, that one who's going to stand strong for the truth. Are we burdened by our possessions? Are we burdened by holding on to too many things? Or are we willing to let go? And let God work in our lives. Listen to him as he guides us in our relationships, in the work that we do, in the ministries that we do, and how we share and reach out to those who are on the margins. St. Paul reminds us to keep that mindset hopeful and filled with the love 
of Jesus Christ. And that's what I invite us to do today as we listen to Jesus, as we fulfill his will in our lives, that we pack light and really be dependent upon God. A few months ago, the Archbishop in Portland, Archbishop Alexander Sample, invited the Archdiocese and, and many people through social media to pray something called a Surrender Novena, a nine-day prayer. And it's really this turning over of all of our own expectations and worries about life, about all the different things in our life, but to turn it over to Jesus. Jesus, you take care of it, that I entrust these things. I surrender these things to you, Jesus. That's in the heart of a prophet that I'm not going to take what I want to do and what I expect of you, but I'm going to listen to God's will. I'm going to listen to the truth. I'm going to follow that truth and to proclaim that truth regardless of the cost, regardless of the rejection. There will be rejections. Jesus reminds us of that. There will be rejections. Uh, the apostles got some good news. They were able to share that message with many people and to heal and to cleanse and to bring about hope and to bring about a love of Jesus Christ. Not always was that going to happen with the life of the apostles, but he gave them that experience to depend upon him, depend upon Christ, depend upon Jesus as they go out and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our hearts that we may know what is the hope that belongs to our call. Our call to follow Jesus is a life of hope. It's a life of holiness. And it's one that we continue to grow in as we continue to grow in a sacramental life. You know, coming to mass, being prepared for mass, listening to scripture, and then embracing fully Jesus Christ, truly present in the Holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity on a weekly basis. And maybe for many of you on a daily basis at, at daily mass, this is what feeds us so that we can be those prophets to go out and we can continue to share in how we live our daily lives, the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love this. Having consumed these gifts, the gifts of the Holy Eucharist, we pray, O Lord, that by our participation in this mystery, the mystery of the Holy Eucharist, its saving effects, we receive his saving effects by consuming Holy Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, that these effects will grow in us. That salvation will grow in us as we receive Jesus Christ. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him, says the Lord. And that is the good news. My brothers and sisters, thanks for joining me for these few moments as we gather on faith moments to break over the scriptures, to listen a little bit to Holy Scripture, and to continue to reflect on God's mission, Missio Dei, the mission of God. How am I called to live out the mission of God? That's the mission that we are invited to participate in, the mission of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in and through our lives, that we are the hands, we are the feet, we are the voice, we are the lips, we are the eyes, we are the ears, we are the mouth of Jesus in this world today. 
for many people that you and I encounter on a daily basis, they're not going to read the Bible. We're going to be the only Bible that they read. We read Holy Scripture so that we can be that Holy Scripture to those around us. They may never have a chance to read the gospel, but read the gospel every day. Pick up a little bit, the daily readings, because you can take that daily reading into your workplace, into a conversation, into a gathering, into the schools, into the marketplace, into your homes, down the street, on the golf course, wherever you are, and to bring that good news wherever you are. So people wonder, why are you so joyful? Why are you so hopeful? Why do you have such a light about you? It's because I love Jesus Christ and I know Jesus Christ loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know. Continue to read every day, brothers and sisters, continue to pray every day and let's together continue to share the good news of Jesus. And you can access a weekly podcast of this Faith Moments through the generosity of my friends at Matraday Radio. I invite you to visit their website at matradayradio.com for more information about the podcast. And you can visit me online at dinamarie.org. And may God's peace always be with you. Until next week, have a very great week. God bless. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Day Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.